right, so before I get into it, um, we don't have like a giant audience. Um, I don't imagine many people outside maybe a certain circle would want to hear my voice for more than 10 minutes, let alone 20 or 30 minutes. So that's also why I try to keep it short. But um, all that being said, we actually have people uh, that listen to us in Germany, Canada, and Sweden, I'm reading here. Um, Anchor gives you a demographic of age, uh, gender, platforms, countries, uh, you know, stuff like that. So I was kind of, I was kind of surprised. Um, I think I know who these people are too. Um, I have a couple friends from Germany. I have a couple friends in Canada, Sweden. I'm trying to think of who that could be. No one's, no one's, uh, coming across my mind unless it's again, they're probably all YWAM people, but whether you are or you aren't, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Um, drop us a message too, either on here, you can do it on this platform or you can send it through, uh, Spring City Regen or on my Facebook. So if you're listening, let us know. We want to know kind of like what you think and how we can improve. Uh, we're always up for that. We're still learning. Um, I'm not a tech savvy person, as I've mentioned before, but I'm willing to learn. And I have a buddy who just moved from Vegas. Name's Joe Steinbach. So Joe, if you're listening, what's up? Um, he's going to help me kind of transition into a uh, a more sophisticated way of doing a podcast. Um, so it'll the quality will be a lot better. Um, Bill and I, we are we're workers and we mean well, but we are not. You know, we're cavemen. So. Thanks for bearing with us. Um, and part of the reason I bring up to uh, the people in different countries and some of my YWAM friends, um, today we're talking a little bit about relationships um, and two key factors in them that I see uh, us all struggle with. Whether you're a Christian or not, you struggle with the first one. And the second one is a thing that we really need to watch out for because we can unintentionally make this mistake. So the first point I want to make in a relationship is, especially now because of the um, political climate um, and, and the aspect of the pandemic, is everyone is so stressed, um, people are at each other's throats. And I've mentioned this the last couple episodes. I mentioned it in my blog and on my Facebook um, people are fighting constantly and it's not the fighting that's necessarily the problem, but how they're doing it. People have forgotten how to fight fair. Um, and that's a huge problem because you're destroying relationships and they're important. Um, my teacher, Mark Parker, who, um, I learned a lot from in YWAM, he did our class. We had all week based on just solely relationships and <clears throat> one of the things we talked about was fighting fair i mean it's going to happen with with your friends um it's going to happen with your family spouse boyfriend girlfriend whatever you know kids um you need to know that when you fight why you're really fighting and if it's worth a fight um something that a lot of older gentlemen always tell me um especially uh gary Seifert, who attends here, and I've known him my whole life. Um, uh, he always says that one of the reasons he's had such a successful marriage is because they learned what, how to pick their battles, so to speak. And when they did argue, what are you really arguing about? What are you fighting for? Are you fighting for being right? 
or are you fighting for what's right? Because that's that's what matters. Um, too many people worry about being right than what's right. So if all you're fighting for is just like to prove you're right, that's a problem because that's selfish. That's prideful. You know, it's dumb. But if you're fighting for that person and if it, just in the fact, okay, say you are right, again, if you're fighting for that person to know you're right because it's going to help them because, you know, what's right is going to protect them or benefit them or help them whatever cause they are, that's one thing. Or if you're telling them, hey, you're wrong and you're going to hurt yourself or someone else, okay, that's one thing. But if you're just arguing because you like to be right, well, you're a jerk. And it doesn't matter if you're right at that point because your heart's not right. Your motives aren't right, so you're wrong. So the other part with that whole fighting fair is also when it comes to specifically Christians that I've seen use uh, the Bible and other parts of Christianity as leverage. And there's a right way and a wrong way to use scripture in an argument. And I've seen people use it to where they're speaking life and then seen other people where it's just straight manipulation. Um, and real quick, most of us, probably all of us, have done this, intentionally or not. I can say, looking back, that I've unintentionally done this. We all have blood on our hands, so let's stop pointing fingers, okay, at each other, and let's just focus on us not doing it. And yes, there are times we will have to correct someone else when they're doing it. Get into that a little bit later. <clears throat> so, along with fighting fair and fighting for that relationship and for that person, when the time comes, and it will, to use Scripture um, or the Holy Spirit to correct someone, okay, again, are you correcting them out of love and out of protecting them, or are you manipulating them to get them to do something that you want them to do? And, and <clears throat> it's really important for younger Christians and newer people to be protected by this because Unfortunately, the powerful always prey upon the weak, and it's no different in this line of work. There are there are bad people everywhere, and even in church, unfortunately. And that's just the way it is. And I'm not talking about anyone specific or trying to, you know, bury anyone. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, we need to be on the lookout that um, first and foremost, we're keeping ourselves in check and saying, okay, I have a desire or whatever to correct someone or address something. But one, am I right? And two, am I doing it for the right reasons? You need to stop yourself before you say anything or do anything. And sometimes you need to let people learn. Sometimes you don't need to say anything. Okay? That's another subject for another day. So, yeah, fighting fair, fighting for that person, for that relationship, and not using Scripture to get your way. There is a reason that, um, you know, Jesus really um, picked fights with certain people. Um, for lack of a better term, he engaged certain battles with the Pharisees, okay? Um, especially when they tried to use scripture against him, okay? Wrong guy to pick a fight with over anything with scripture, you know, because he, 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 is, he is the living word, so wrong guy. Um, when they would pick these fights, it was always out of a way to manipulate the crowds, to get them back in their favor because the Pharisees got powerful and rich off people who were weaker and less educated. 
that's that's how they got their status and they would use the law and everything to keep those people under their thumb so and that really that really angered christ and one of the reasons he came was to say you know what i'm tired of people using the law which was placed there to help people and to execute love and i'm tired of people using it to do the exact opposite and that's to rule over people and to keep people subjugated it's not what the law was there for um so when we see christ engage these these religious people and these pharisees he uses scripture to not only defend himself but to defend them and also expose them so there is a time where people need to be exposed little side note jesus loved the pharisees just as much just as much as he loved his disciples and he died for them just the same so when we get um self-righteous and think well you know the pharisees they were jerks yes they were but we've all had a self-righteous prideful attitude at some point probably at multiple points so again we need to get over ourselves and stay that way <clears throat> because anyone can become self-righteous anyone can fall for pride okay if it can happen to judas who saw jesus do all his stuff firsthand if it can happen to judas it can literally happen to anyone so you need to get off and stay off your high horse with it um there's a lot of times that i've seen personally and have had it happen to me too where someone has tried to use the bible to get me to do something or not do something <clears throat> and some people meant well and other people um they place a what their personal conviction is on you and i was going to save that for another podcast but i feel it's appropriate for this time um there are things that are not good for you to do specifically but other people you need to not worry about if they're doing it or not um i may get a little heat for this but i don't really care there are some people that should not drink for whatever reason or some people get that that conviction like you know what I don't feel like, you know, I feel like it's not good for me to drink. That's fine. But you should not tell other people they can't drink just because you don't want to drink or that you feel it's wrong for you to drink. Okay. And I get, you know, I, I get people making different comments about that all the time and it's a big debate. But, and normally I wouldn't bring this topic up, but the old Pentecostal argument for not drinking when you say, well, they drank wine. The old Pentecostal argument, which has a lot of holes in it, says that, well, back then the water wasn't clean and it helped the digestion. Yes, that's true. Okay. But using that logic, when Jesus turned water into wine, he didn't have to. He could have turned it into anything. He could have even exercised his authority and said, you all had enough. Party's over. But he didn't. He made wine. And not only did he make wine, he made the best tasting wine at the party. You know, and I'm not saying he encouraged drunkenness. That That's something I definitely don't agree with. I've been there. But <clears throat> I wouldn't tell people to go out and get drunk. I would never do that. Or if you have a problem or if there's a family history, I would not tell you to drink. I wouldn't encourage it, 
but I've met people that, you know, they're like, I'm not comfortable drinking, even if it's a little bit. So, and I get the stumbling block argument too. So there's people that I won't drink around or I won't invite or, you know, cause I don't really drink that much anymore. I barely even have a beer, maybe once in a great while. And that's not because I'm, you know, I've turned a new leaf and I'm such a good person cause I don't enjoy it anymore. I'm boring. I don't enjoy that stuff anymore. Um, so yeah, like be very careful when you have a personal conviction not to throw that at other people. There are certain things we all shouldn't do. You shouldn't murder people. Shouldn't lie. Shouldn't steal. You know, there, there's the Ten Commandments. There's your basics you, that nobody should do. You know what I mean? But there's other things that you need to really, you know, some people aren't comfortable in certain settings, certain movies, certain music may trigger them or it may kind of cause them to fall. And there's some people that it's in any environment, they seem to be okay. All right. So just because you wouldn't listen to that or go here or go there doesn't mean they shouldn't. So be very careful. Okay. You may mean well, but you may be called to a different setting and that setting could ruin it. And other people, God may be like, you know what? I need you in this setting. I was just talking to, to Bill Burdett the other week. Um, there's a story about these group of ladies, um, not in this area. I'm not really sure where it was at, but they used to go to a strip club, but they would go to the dressing rooms with the girls. They would give them a rose and they would encourage them and do, they would do different things. Okay. So should a Christian go to a strip club? No, but for a group of women to step out of their comfort zone and go into a place that they wouldn't be caught dead in, they wouldn't want their husbands to be caught dead in, to go down there and love on people that the church easily ignores and writes off. And we can say whatever we want about Christ's love and God died for everybody. We get such a freaking attitude about people in certain lines of work that we just kind of, we snub them, but we say, I'll pray for you. These ladies went above and beyond. Okay. Now, should guys do that? I don't think so. I don't think they should. Unless God says something, maybe, but more than likely he's going to have women take care of that. And and I, I, I'm old school, and I get heat for that too, where I believe men should counsel men and women should counsel women. And if there's a way where it can't be done, then you need to practice uh, as much caution as you can. Okay? When you're, especially when you're in spiritual leadership and ministry, you need to watch it. Okay? The whole appearance of evil kind of deal. So anyway, getting a little sidetracked, but going back to, again to relationships, your relationships with your family, your friends, and people in church who are family, you know, be careful to fight for them, not against them. Be careful not to use scripture to manipulate because it, it can be very tempting, especially if you're a control freak. Okay. I grew up around control freaks, so I know what that's like. Um, you know, everywhere you go, there's people like that. Um, people just have to take the reins and people just have to be in charge. And that's exhausting, especially more so. And it's discouraging when you see them use a book that is supposed to be liberating and freeing and comforting. And yes, correcting as well. Um, when you see them use that for their own advancement and their own, their own reasons. Um, and that gives us a bad name and it makes us look awful. And we, 
we don't need any help looking bad, okay? We have we have a long history of making ourselves look really ridiculous. And we can't redeem ourselves, only Christ can. Even in that area, we cannot fix that. He has to lead us out of that because, man, we really buried ourselves, guys. Trust me, I'm a missionary. I get it all the time where people will throw in what missionaries did and this all these awful things that have happened. And the only thing I can do, um, I can't really apologize for what others did. The only thing I can do is not make the same mistake and try to love people the best I can. Again, going with relationships here with our friends, family, and church people. Avoiding at all cost unnecessary arguments, picking our battles with who we need to pick with, learning to walk away, knowing that we don't need to have control over the situation all the time. We don't need to have the last word. That's really petty too, by the way. And pettiness is one of my biggest pet peeves. You can ask any one of my friends, if you are petty, um, you are a person God will probably use to, to, to exercise my patience with. Because <laughs> I, I just can't stand it. It's exhausting to be around. It's, it's exhausting to deal with. And it just, to me, it's a waste of time and energy. And, there, and there's people that I just refuse to do any kind of work or business with because they are unreasonably petty. So try not to be that. Try not to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, you just, you have to remember that that person that you are dealing with, that you're either fighting with or could be fighting with, that is a person you're called to love. And this is not a rant against arguments because they happen and there's a right way to do it. And there's some people that, for whatever reason, and I've, I've dealt with many of these people, they like to pick fights for whatever reason over anything and everything. And we all know at least one. And it does not matter if that person is a church member. does not matter if they are a friend. does not matter if they're a family member. There are times when you need to separate from that person because the peace in your life can easily be robbed. Going along with that, if you are that person, get help and change because you will alienate yourself, unintentionally alienate yourself. You will cause division in family and friends and in the church. And you will make it very hard to help. And you will need help. No care how self-sufficient you think you are, one day you'll need help. And you'll be caught in this weird spot where you, have, you don't know who to turn to. And people sit there and say, well, you know, God's always there. Yes, he is. But God uses people to help people. Okay, I think that's pretty uh, pretty clear. I always hear the argument from people who are like overly introverted. And my introvert friends, like I said before, I love you guys. I really do. But some of y'all are so jacked up, man. Like you're, you're like this extreme, like I'm just going to hide in my room or apartment or house or whatever. And I'm not going to come out and people are terrible and everyone's awful. And okay. We all have some jacked up stuff about us. We're not proud of, but you introverts, you need to not burn your bridges with your friends and hide. Okay. Yes. You've been hurt. And you know, I'm an emotional person, so I know what it's like to not want to deal with anyone, even though I'm extroverted. Um, 
but your relationships matter. And you refusing to deal with anyone at any level, arguing or not, your refusal to deal with them isn't healthy and it's not good. Okay? Relationships matter. We live in a time where everyone needs to be self-sufficient and I don't need person. I don't need this. I don't need that. Um, you know, I, okay, you don't need a million friends, you, but you do need a community. And that's, that's something I'll talk about more in another podcast. And I didn't know the value of true community till I was away. I was 30 years old when I learned, oh, this is what it means. Um, if you refuse to have any type of connection like that and isolate yourself, it's really, really unhealthy for you in every sense of the word. Okay? really is. And there's ways to get help with that. There are healthy people out there. There are good people out there. And people who are not going to intimidate you or abuse you spiritually, and they're not going to go and tell your business to everyone. They may be hard to find, but they're out there. So kept a, tried to kept, keep it a little bit uh, short today. Um, it's Friday. It's Labor Day weekend. So as someone who cares about you, genuinely cares about you, um, Take time to rest and relax with some good people this weekend. Restore some relationships. Uh, sound a little Christianese here. If you are the type of person where you realize, okay, I have, I, I am argumentative. I am the kind of person who's a bit of a control freak. Or, you know, I have fought really unfair with a loved one. And I have used scripture. Like, if you're dealing with that, you're not any, you're not an evil person, Okay. We still love you, but we want to see you do better. We, we, you know, you're still a valuable member of the community that you're part of. Okay, whether it's ours or someone else's, so seek out the help. And just be like, just start with confessing. Like, hey, like go to someone you trust. I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I am struggling in this area, just like you would any other issue you have. Just tell them, like, hey, I struggle in this area. I need prayer. I want to be better. I don't want to be that person that does this and, and goes there with, with, with scripture and then everyone where I'm, you know, being the bad guy more or less. And, you know, I use that term cause it's, it's a simple term to use. And, you know, I'm not trying to say everyone's terrible just cause they made a few mistakes. Heck, if I did that, then what does that make me? Right. <laughs> so I can't really say, I can't really use the bad guy term loosely. And, you know, I'm definitely, I've definitely been a part of that crew. Um, so get the help you need. Like I said, do that. Take some time this weekend to relax. Enjoy Labor Day. For all my friends in uh, Germany, Canada, and Sweden, my friends down under, uh, I don't know if you guys have a holiday like this. But, you know, again, take time this weekend to do that too, man, because uh, we all need a little time to just chill and, uh, you know, recharge. So... Yeah, that's all I have to say today. I would have more, but I think my caffeine's wearing off. But, yeah, so just take care of yourselves, guys. Take care of each other. Do it out of love. Fight fair. Use scripture to build people up and speak life, okay? It's that simple. <laughs>